What is up, guys, and welcome to this special interview that we have on One and Vision, the first ever podcast dedicated to Paraguay football in English. As always, I'm Roberto Rojas, and joining me as always are Ralph Hanna, Federico Perez, and Maria Britos. And today we have a special guest here. We have Smeider Silvera, otherwise known as Steffi, a Paraguayan-born goalkeeper who left Paraguay in 2016 to play college ball at Southwestern Oklahoma State University in the United States to talk about her experiences there and talk about other things that are going on in her field. She currently is doing her MBA now and is the assistant coach of the team over there at Southwestern Oklahoma State. Steffi, welcome to the show. Bienvenidos. How are you today? And I guess we'll, we'll get started on that. You know, um, what is the story? Like, how did you, coming from Paraguay, get to the United States to play college soccer? Thank you so much for having me today. Um, well, it's kind of a long story, but I will try to make it short. Um, I basically, uh, when I was done with high school, I really didn't want to know, didn't know what to do because I wanted to continue playing. You know, I wanted to uh, get my education as well. So, um, you know, in Paraguay, it's kind of hard to do that, to do both at the same time. So I looked for the options and then I found that I, if, I, um, if, I, if I could play soccer, I could possibly get a scholarship here in the United States. And so I, I remember that, oh my gosh, it took me a long, long time to get all the papers done because I have also to take a lot of tests and then I, I applied and I got the scholarship here at Southwestern. Definitely, it's my turn. Uh, Perez here from Asunción, Paraguay. It's so nice to have you on the show. Thank you for giving us some of your time. We want to know more about your story. You're an expert. You're, you're an inspiration also to a lot of other girls that are here in Paraguay that 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 see you as an example. That see so many other women that are playing around the world. We have so many. We have some in Spain. We have some in the United States. We have one in Germany. I know I know that also. We have so many here in South America in the big countries in Brazil and Argentina. So we're trying to get to all those stories uh, one by one. And we want to know more about Steffi's story. We want to know about more about your inspiration to get to where you are now. And obviously, uh, be, be an example also. Uh, give some advice to those uh, young girls that are going to watch this, that are here in Paraguay and want to know uh, more uh, out of your example, out of everything that you had to go through. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, that's one of the most important things for me to uh, let people know, let other girls know, especially the ones in Paraguay, that there is a chance that they can uh, come here, get their education and play at the same time. Hey, Steffi. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we're super happy that you decided to uh, do this interview with us because uh, like Feather said, there's not a lot of uh, you know, women out there, especially Paraguayan women playing um, overseas. And so we're excited to hear about every unique story and yours is definitely unique. And you know, um, you mentioned to us earlier before we started the interview that you're also 
continuing your studies now, obviously, as a, a doing your MBA, and also on the side doing um, the as an assistant coach for for the Southwestern Oklahoma State University. And, you know, mm -hmm. I just wanted to ask you, um, what do you think and how, how, how do you think it's important um, for women to seek the, such a role as a managerial role, um, you know, assistant coach, coach, head coach in the future for how important is it for women, um, and especially Paraguayan women? Of course, um, you know, since the day I came here, I wanted to be an example for others. First, as a player, and I did my best uh, to be the best player I can be on the field. And then that's what it gave me the possibility to become a coach later on. And so, you know, being a coach is not easy and it takes a lot of responsibility. And you have to go from that transition of, you know, being an athlete and then being a coach. But at the same time, um, having that role of like being a leader on the team as an athlete helped me um, now on my job as an assistant coach. And I wanna, I'm, I'm of course, I'm doing my best to be an, an assistant coach. And I want, I wanna show people that I'm capable of doing it. Uh, and that way, by giving the example, then I, I know other girls would say, oh, if she can do it, I can do it. And so that's what I'm trying to inspire others. And again, although it's not easy, um, I just wanna let them know that if they work hard with the determination and just persevere, that they're gonna get it. Hey, Stevie, welcome to the yes. show. Um, I've switched my shirts out. I usually have a Paraguay Yay. England shirt back here, but we got Luqueño because you're from, you're from Luque, so we bought that especially for you. Um, thanks, yeah. for, thanks for coming on the show and for sharing all of, all of your story with us and with, mm -hmm. with the listeners. Um, my question is, is more for the audience that is outside of the US. Um, some people okay. might see uh, college soccer as as maybe this isn't you know such a hard level or so demanding but actually we have some examples we have a recent example of, of a player called Anna, Anna Patton who was who's played for Arsenal in the Women's Premier League she actually came to the US and and uh, played at Florida State she's gone back to Arsenal now as mm -hmm. you know having got her degree she's gone back to professional football and just signed a, a contract and um, I wanted you to, to maybe explain to some of the audience that might not know the, the competitiveness that is college football uh, in the US, especially in, in Swasu, because I did some reading up. They, have a, they had a win percentage of 70% over the last three seasons. You're not the only international player. They have players from Zambia, Uganda, England, uh, Colombia, Canada, I think. So it's actually a very competitive environment. And I just wanted to maybe... Talk to us about how, you know, how often do you guys train? Are, are you thinking of, of maybe moving into professional game? Are there players you've played with that are, are looking to go pro as well? Well, yeah, that's a very good point because, you know, here in the United States, you know, in the college level, you have different divisions. Um, when you get to the level of the NCAA Division II, that is my university, and then the Division One, you find, oh, let me tell you, super, like, players that um that are great that 
just play just like professionals. And then, like you said, those players that come here to study, then later on go and play professional soccer. So the level is very, very high. And you also have to know that being a player and well, being a student athlete here uh, means that you have to keep it up with both, you know, because you're a student and then an athlete and you have to combine that, you know, and so it just requires a lot of time, a lot of more focus on, on both sides. And yeah, it's challenge you way more to be like to be to compete and also study at the same time. So that level of playing itself is great. And then you have to like do that extra work again. So it's definitely harder. Let me tell you. Yes. Well, knowing and growing up here in the United States, I know how difficult it is that when you go from like high school to college and playing in the division one in the NCAA, it's absolutely difficult for any sport. And I'm not just in soccer in any case, but so I completely understand. Oh, and yeah. yeah, people will want to do that as the, as a career or they want to go to a different venture. But I do want to go out and close out with a few more questions. Um, obviously, we've yeah, seen Paraguayan players from, you know, the women's players from there going to clubs. Mm -hmm. We see them in Spain. We see them in Germany. We see one in Austria, the United States, Brazil, Argentina, et cetera, yes. et cetera. How happy are you being based in the United States of seeing the growth of what is a Paraguayan players playing all around the world? Oh my gosh, I'm extremely happy. I follow all of the, all of the players, all the Paraguayan players uh, on social media. I try to keep up with all the um, news that are coming uh, from them. And then I also um, try to like, sh like showcase that to other people. So I'm like, you know, we have a Paraguayan that is in the Real Madrid uh, team in the, uh, she's playing there and she's scoring goals and she's so good and you know i'm talking about piraju and I, i'm like and i play against her you know like those kind of things that oh my gosh you have like jessica santa cruz astrid manner like you have so many other players that are doing great great things outside of paraguay and they should be recognized and you know one more thing that i wanted just to like mention because i know maria asked me how hard is for uh, women in Paraguay to be seen as, you know, professional players, especially in soccer, for example, because you have so many stereotypes that are, um, you know, uh, women just have to be in the kitchen. It's so hard for me, for example, to um, see the post of other players, you know, like the ones that I mentioned before, and you see in the comments, oh, no, they they just have to be there taking care uh, or just being on the kitchen. Um, they should not be playing or something like that, you know. And of course, those are just barriers. And I'm, again, super happy that we are overcoming that. And I'm happy that I can be one of them, uh, although I'm not playing anymore. But now as a role as a, an assistant coach, I can also um you know, um, be, uh, I'm able now to say like, yes, as women, as Paraguayan women, we can do it. Yes, that's a great point, Steffi. And thank you so much for, you know, putting yourself out there and, and starting this, this new kind of role and, and, and putting your story out there as well to, to 
uh, encourage more more women like us, uh, especially uh, us Paraguayans. So uh, I totally agree with your sentiment as well. And, you know, we just have to fight it. Um, if I mentioned a couple of episodes before, it, it's, it's, it's a thing that we need to be more strong about it. And I think little yeah. by little, we are doing it just like you are as well, Steffi. Thank you. And I think Steffi, it's also important. I, I, I want to ask her, I want to ask her one more thing because I want to know how she ended up at the goal. I want to know how she ended up being a goalkeeper and not a striker. <laughs> I want to know how important her dad was because she was telling me that before the show also that yes. her dad was the one that, that put her onto most of the sports that she ended up doing during her child years. So tell me a little bit more about that, Steffi. That's that story behind it all. Oh, God. Well, my story, I don't want to say it's kind of funny, but at the same time, people don't believe me when I tell them I only played soccer on my last year of high school, uh, since my last year of high school. They're like, there's no way, Steph, how you scholarship and you only play since, like, like that short period of time. And I'm like, you know, I play other sports just because my dad, he's a PE teacher, so he... Um, he like taught me uh, volleyball, handball, basketball. Those were the main sports for me before. But again, like I mentioned to you before, um, I once I found out that there was an opportunity for me through soccer to come here to, um, uh, to Oklahoma, I was like, I'm in, I'm getting there. And since I was always so good in sports that, you know, you use more your hands, you know, um, I was really, I really had to work on my food skills to get here. And I just remember waking up at 4 a.m. before my dad had to go to work and, you know, had to practice a lot. I have to learn those, all those goalkeeper skills because, you know, they're like technical skills that are specific for a goalkeeper. And so I had to learn that in a short period of time. And then since then I went to, uh, to a, like a team in 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 Asuncion that also uh, I, I had a, a goalkeeper trainer. Her name was Mirta Blanco, and she also helped me a lot to develop my skills. But yeah, I I ended up being a goalkeeper, and I will never like I love my position. Um, that position helped me to just uh, be able to see the entire field, to control the field, to be a leader on the field. And that was very good. That was something that I really liked about it. And I mean, I'm, I don't have any plans to continue playing any more soccer, but if I did, I would definitely do it as a goalkeeper again. I've got to ask a question about now you're talking yes. about a goalkeeper and a leader on the pitch because actually Luque, probably Paraguay's most famous goalkeeper and leader on the pitch was was born there, Chilapé. right? Jose, Jose Luis Chilaver. Yes. So were, were there players that you were, when you were starting to train being a goalkeeper, not just the coaches, were there players you were watching? I mean, in the US, Hope Solo, for example, is a, is a very Oh, yes, I was about to just say that. Yes, uh -huh. I, I look up to her. Um, Hope Solo has always been an inspiration for me. Um, I like her personality inside of the field, not as much outside of the field, but I do like the way she plays and just like 
you know, her determination, like we will say in Paraguay, her garra, you know, like that she has, like, I love that about her. So yeah, um, it's definitely one of the players that I look up to. It's definitely a, a, a great story that you have told us, uh, Steffi. And, and I think it's awesome that you're telling this because I think many women out there, many girls out there have to tell their stories as we go into a world that's much more diverse and more open. It's super important to have people like you to tell your stories. And to close it all out, and, and obviously thank you again for yes. doing this, what's next? Like, what's the future for you? What, what do you, what's in, obviously you're doing your MBA, you're the <laughs> assistant coach at the, at the university, yes. but what's next for you? That's a, actually a great question. So far, I know that I have one more year to finish my MBA. And from there, I'm planning to apply uh, to an OPT for people that don't doesn't know it's like the optional practice training. So I'm planning to do that. Um, and after that, that's when I, I told myself that that's a good time to decide if you want to stay here in the United States or, you know, go back home to Paraguay. Well, well, it's great that you have your options open. And obviously, all of us here are supporting you in any way that we can desire for you. So hopefully that you do achieve your dreams. And from all of us here at What Any Vision, we want to thank you for, for doing this interview. So guys, again, thank you so much. As always, you could make sure to follow us on Twitter, like and subscribe on YouTube, put a comment on anything that you want. And as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of What Any Vision. See you later. Thank you.